Welcome back into the Prep Extra Podcast. I'm Colton Stone alongside Chris Bassnett. As always, we are through four full weeks of prep football. Can you believe it? it no, people. I can't. <laughs> I, I really can't. It seems like it's it time flies when you're having fun, right? Sure, yeah. So four full weeks. We're going into week five. Uh, I, you could say things are kind of – I know we. it seems like we're going to talk about this every week where it seems like things are are shaking out the way that we kind of thought they would. But at the same time – there are still some of those surprises that we're getting. Um, I, I happen to be looking at records upcoming. Bellevue East has the same amount of wins as Bellevue West. Of mm-hmm. course, the competition's been very yeah, different. Yeah, a little so, different. Um, but Class A, I think, is still proven now through four weeks to be the most wide open. I know we said it last week. Um, you know, we, we talked about what can Carney do. Carney goes out and gets a big win. They leapfrog in the, in the ratings. And, you know, Grand Island has an impressive showing against Lincoln High. West Side, you know, they're, they're down to Miller North at half. They dig deep. They find a way to win that game. But just looking at Class A, I think that's still, you know, the most wide open where it seems like week to week anybody is in danger of, of losing a game. Yeah, Carney's the great example, right? Unranked in the preseason. One starter back from last year, they're 4-0. They beat Bellevue West on the road. And I'm just super – and that's, that's why they jumped to number three. Just super impressed with how they started. Three of their first four games on the road. All three of those games were on Thursday nights. So they were driving down, playing a game, driving back. Two of them in Kearney, one of them in Bellevue. They win all three of them. You know, and they, they've just gotten better and better every week. I'll, I'll pound the drum for Brandon Cool being one of the best coaches in the state because he has been for the last 20 years uh, at, at Kearney High. So – Great job by the Bearcats, but yeah, you, you look at Omaha West Side and you thought, man, they're they're going to be tough. They're going to be tough to beat. They're going to be tough to catch. And then, like you said, Miller North, who has some good young talent, has them down at halftime. And and West Side wins that game by double digits, but still, they had to work for it. Gretna's the one team that's kind of really taken care of business so far, outside of the Creighton Prep game. And Creighton Prep's pretty good, you know, despite the record. But yeah, you, you look at those two teams as as maybe the favorites, and maybe just slightly. And after that. You can pick any anybody out of a hat, I think, for, for three through ten. And, you know, Alcorn South is unbeaten. They dropped a four through no fault of, the, fault of their own, just because Carney's Car- right. had a great start yeah. to the season, you know. Bellevue West sitting there at number five is three and two with a one-point loss and a, a team, again, that led Omaha West Side at halftime uh, before they lost that game. Omaha North three and one played Bellevue West tough. You know, Grand Island jumps into the ratings this week three and one with a good win over Lincoln High. Norfolk only losses to Grand Island. You know, there's there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces in that class, um, and it's just it's it's maybe more interesting than I thought it was going to be. You know, you kind of look at it in the preseason, you go, okay, West Side's got all these studs. They added some transfers. They're going to be really good. We know what Gretna has with Zane Flores. They're going to be really good. We know Creighton Prep's going to be really good. It's turned out there's a lot of pretty good teams, I think, in that class. Um, and, and you mentioned anybody beating anybody. We had Lincoln Southwest ranked sixth this last week. Sorry for the jinx, Silver Hawks. They lose to Papillion the Vista, who was winless, you know, and, and lost by a couple touchdowns. So it just goes to show you, I think, the volatility in that class and kind of the unpredictability like you talked about week to week. Yeah, our, our intention is, of course, never to, to jinx anybody, yeah. but... You know, so maybe we'll we'll just tiptoe around it a yeah, little bit, yeah. right? So, but that that is the thing about Class A. We we say a lot of times that the power lies in the metro. That's where the teams are. 
but you know, again, Carney and Grand Island kind of bringing in the, their own flavor of football to Class A. Um, you were at the Grand Island Lincoln High game. And very interesting game because those are two teams that really have good chances to go on some runs here late. It feels weird to say late. We're in midseason, but down the stretch of these last five weeks. Yeah, I, I thought it was an important game for both teams as far as, you know, kind of solidifying, you know, your chances of getting into the playoffs. And, and not to say that a lost lot knocks Lincoln High out of the playoff race. Obviously it doesn't. There's, there's a lot of football left. But I think it's two teams that if they make the playoffs, they can give teams trouble. You know, Grand Island's really good on defense. They, they're not fancy. They're not flashy. It's kind of boring on offense. They're just going to run the ball at you. They're throwing a little bit when they think they need to, and they'll play good defense. It's kind of old-school football, but, man, that defense is really good because Lincoln High has got athletes. We know that, and they've got a lot of them. And outside of one 31-yard catch by Benny Nagoi, they didn't do a whole lot. That accounted for almost a, th a fourth of their total offense in that game. And so – Lincoln High is intriguing because they have those athletes that can match up with anybody. I and mean, if they're hot on the right night uh, in a one-game scenario in the playoffs, who knows what could happen, you know. And, and same for, for Grand Island. If that defense is hot on the right night with the right matchup, who knows what could happen. So, yeah, it was, it was an interesting game, I thought, between two interesting teams. Um, hadn't seen Grand Island play this year yet. You know, they lost to Westside by three scores. But you know what? It's going to happen to a lot of teams yeah. this year. Bellevue West lost to Westside by three scores, too. Lincoln High led Southwest in the fourth quarter, lost that game. They were tied in the fourth quarter in this one, lost that game. I think that just goes back to the, the kind of lack of depth the Lynx have at some positions. The, the top-end guys are as good as anybody, but Grand Island warmed down with that physical run game, that physical defense, and, and that was really the difference at the end of the day. So, yeah, it was, it was an interesting kind of contrast in styles, I think, between two teams that, that if they get the right matchup on the right day, they could, they could shake things up in, in Class A. Yeah, and essentially the... The, the fix to the links is being able to finish in that fourth quarter, like you're saying. It's just they, they have the ability to, to get out in front. It's just a matter of getting it across the finish line. It was, that was the super impressive thing with Grand Ion, that Lincoln High returns a fumble 71 yards for a touchdown to go up 14-7 at home in the second quarter, and you're thinking, okay, they, they could do something here. They could ride that momentum. And Grand Don gets the ball back and just drives right down the field methodically, ties it before halftime, and you're at 0-0 zero, zero again, you know. So, yeah, it was just, it was super impressive what Grand Island did. And again, it wasn't fancy. I wasn't sitting there, you know, blown away by athleticism or anything like that. But it's just, they do what they have to do. And if you do that enough and you do that over and over, you're going to give yourself chances to win, and that's what happened. Yeah, another recurring theme, I think, uh, through four weeks, obviously, number ones have Still pretty much taking care of business. We mentioned last week Lincoln Pius having a chance to, you know, maybe maybe show that they can still hang around with the big dogs. And for a half of football, I mean, they were right there with Bennington. Yeah. Just they go into the half seven nothing. Of course, finals thirty five nothing. But that's the kind of team that Bennington is. They they yeah. they can take a rock fight, and then just kind of run away with it in the second half. Yeah. But, but, but Pius was impressive for at least 24 minutes of football. It was the same thing they did against Scott's Bluff, right? I believe that game was either tied at halftime or it was a one-score game at halftime, number two team in the state. Um, and and Pi or, excuse me, Scott's Bluff pulled away in the second half. So it, it's tough to judge Pius when you just look at the final scores. You say, okay, well, they got outscored 61-6 to six in those two games. Well, that doesn't tell the whole story. You know, they were with those two teams 
two of the top teams in the state, if not the two top teams in the state, for a half of football. Now it's kind of the same thing as Lincoln High, right? Can they close it in the second half? Can they do something in the second half to give themselves a chance to win? So they're, they're doing it for a half. You need to do it for you know three quarters of full game and then see what it looks like. But just such a it, that, that class to me is, is those top five teams and kind of everybody else, right? Like you, you kind of look at results and you look at final scores and you go, okay, well, yeah, Stewart's three and one, lost to Lincoln Pius in a close game. You know, look at Omaha Scutt, who's two and two and has been blown out twice. You know, a, a traditional power in that class. Those top five teams, I think, have really taken care of business by and large. You know, Waverly's only losses to Elkhorn in a close game. You know, and so it, it's a class where the, the cream kind of rose to the top early, I think. And, and Pius is kind of hovering there, kind of in that middle. We have them ranked number seven this week. What, what can they kind of do going forward out of, to, to kind of fix the offense, get it going a little more? They scored nine points in a win over, over Hastings a couple weeks ago. They, they, they're shut out against Bennington. They, they score six against Scotts Bluff. And again, you're playing good teams when you're doing that. But can they find, a, can they find something offensively to kind of take that next step and, and give themselves an opportunity to kind of push into that top five? Yeah, yeah. It, Class B is, is interesting, but it's kind of interesting from, like you said, top five up. So not quite the same openness that we're seeing with Class A. It's kind of it's wide open if you're only looking at it through a microscope, essentially. Uh, C1, Aurora takes care of business. Rise, yeah, yeah, I think that class just kind of business as usual. You know, nine of the top ten teams one, you know, Aurora. It looks like Aurora, Pierce right now with McCook, maybe kind of that next team uh, with, with what they've done out west. But, yeah, I mean, and, and look, Aurora, they they gave up a scoring drive to Platteview in the first quarter and they went 58-6. to six. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like that, that kind of tells you what they do. Pierce, that was a game, you know, into the second half. It was a one-score game, I believe, late into the third quarter, maybe even into the fourth quarter before they score a couple touchdowns to kind of pull away. So challenged a little more, but again, it's a team that just has so much talent at that level. It's just tough to stay with them. You know, I, I really hope we get to see that matchup in the playoffs when, when that gets here. Hopefully it, it's a state finals matchup. Yeah. You never know how things go, of course, when the playoffs get here. But, man, I think that's going to be a game where it could just be it's, – it's pretty clear those two teams are kind of a cut above everybody else right now. It would be really fun to see them meet in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, Class C2, what I would think is – Maybe one of the best games of the past week, we had Hastings St. Cecilia and yeah. Bishop Newman, uh, number two and number seven as of last week. 44-34, so it's still, you know, it's a 10-point win. Hastings St. Cecilia goes up, I believe it was 20-7 to at halftime. They're up 26-7, to and then here comes Bishop Newman, two pick sixes, a block punt for a touchdown. All of a sudden now they're up, yeah. and then St. Cecilia kind of quietly just runs touchdown drives and just kind of runs away with it at the end. But uh, D2, you know, it's there's still a clear number one, but those teams right right under there are, are right in the mix. And we, we, we've seen the past couple weeks that matchups are you know, kind of showing what kind of depth the class has. Maybe we said this was one of the more wide open, I, 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 but it, it just seems like, you know, we, we see number one, and that's who we're going with. But St. Cecilia was really impressive to, to bounce back from, you know, having, to, having such a big lead and then having to fight back from a deficit. Impressive by both teams. Um, 
like you said, Bishop Newman falling way down early and then coming back. And like you said, St. Cecilia coming back and, and snatching the lead back and eventually winning that game. And what that tells me is it's two pretty good teams, probably. It's, it's two teams with playmakers. And you got to have them. You got to have playmakers, whether it's Class A or whether it's Class C2. It doesn't matter. And I think those two teams have them. I think that's, that's two teams that are going to make deep playoff runs. Again, can anybody challenge North Fork Catholic? I don't know. I'd be, I think it'd be pretty fun to see a, a Norfolk Catholic St. Cecilia game or Hardington Cedar Catholic, you know, or or even an Ord who lost us to Norfolk Catholic has come back and with two pretty impressive wins since then. So, yeah, it's it's another class where the number one team is is pretty clear, but like you said, everything below that's kind of wide open. I think we saw that with St. Cecilia and Wahoo Newman the other night. Yeah, it's again, it's it feels like it's early, but at the same time, we're kind of learning what each team has to offer and, and kind of what to, almost what to expect every week and, you know, curbing those expectations slightly that way, you know, you don't blow something out of proportion, but it's, you know, there, there are plenty of teams in the mix there. Um, before we move on to next week's game, uh, in, in your follow that came out Monday morning, you mentioned Elm Creek. Elm Creek uh, was winless last year, correct? 0-8. Oh, yep. Yeah. And... A very impressive start. Uh, not not ranked, but unbeaten, and a very impressive start to the 2022 season. 4-0 this year. Um, they had a ton of injuries in 2021, had to play a lot of young kids, took its toll, they go 0-8. That's a program that had made 10 straight playoff appearances, had that snap last year. So it, kind of an uncharacteristic year for them. But yeah, 4-0 this year, and maybe the game of the year, Friday night, or the finish of the year, Friday night, certainly. They're down 48-46 um, to Central Valley. 2.8 seconds left, balls around midfield, throw it up, hope. Well, got answered. The Hail Mary gets answered. They catch it in the end zone, touchdown, you win the game 52-48. Great celebration um, afterwards, as we saw in the video that, that made its way around Twitter. So, yeah, you have to give a shout-out to the Buffaloes for – and there's a lot of teams like that. You know, I, I think of Ravana won one game last year. They're 4-0. Ainsworth is 4-0 for the first time in maybe 30, 40 years, you know, maybe ever. You know, there's there's a lot of teams like that 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 had rough years last year, but have kind of turned it around this year and turned it around in a big way. And that's kind of the cool part about high school football is you think you might have a pretty good team, even if you struggled the year before, and then you see it play out on the field like you have with Elm Creek this year. And and they they've had a special year so far. They get a fun one Friday night, and now you hope they can kind of keep that going and, and let that momentum build through the rest of the year. All right, looking at week five. Course, we're going to do our best to not jinx anybody, so yeah. don't hold us accountable. <laughs> but you know, Bennington Elkhorn, probably the biggest game, Class B. Um, of course, this is another chance for Bennington to either prove that they're a cut above everybody in Class B, or it's a chance for Elkhorn to show, like, hey, we're here too. Yeah, yeah. Probably the probably the best game in the state if you're just looking at rankings, number four versus number one. I'm I'm really interested to see if Elkhorn's ground game can keep Bennington's offense off the field. Um, we know Bennington can play some defense. They sh they shut out Pius last week, but that offense is is the real deal. You know they they've scored 30 plus in every game. They their their closest margin I think has been 33 points this year. They've been dominant. Um, Elkhorn, of course, is a tradition rich program that that makes deep postseason runs and. Is, is, is a program that's used to this big stage. And not that Bennington is, but they won a state title last year. They, they obviously know right. what they're doing. But, yeah, really interested to see what this looks like. Because if Bennington goes out and wins this thing by three scores, 
boy, it's tough not to just say, well, here you go. Here's the trophy. Yeah. You know, and you, of course you never do that, but it's, it's pretty clear that, that they're the favorite. And, but if Elkhorn pushes them into the fourth quarter, wins that game, now maybe you, you provide a little glimmer of hope to the rest of that class. Maybe something, something could happen, an upset could happen. So, yeah, it's, that's, that's a very, very interesting game to me. And then, like I said, probably the best game in the state on paper um, on Friday night. Looking around the city, what maybe jumps out to you? We've had, you know, we're kind of getting into district play, um, and we've had some intra-city clashes recently. So what, uh, what around the capital city is, is jumping out to you this week? Well, there's a Thursday game that I like, Millard North at Southeast. We talked about Millard North, you know, leading West Side at halftime last week with a lot of young talent. Southeast has kind of steadied things a little bit after that rough start. Um, this is, a, I think, an important game for them. You know, they're, they're kind of taking that step back up in competition. Now can they kind of win that game, you know, and, and kind of keep the momentum going? I think, I think it's a big game for Southeast just from a, a confidence standpoint. That, that's a, Miller North's young, but they're good. And Southeast needs a game, needs a win like that to kind of validate that, hey, we can, we can make a run here over the second half of the season. So I really like that game on Thursday night. I really think that's going to be interesting. Lincoln High is going to, looks like they're going to get a get-right game against Northeast um, on Friday night. And, and outside of that, it's interesting. Lincoln East at Columbus, that's a, an interesting road trip, I think, for the Spartans. They, they, they played Northeast last week, won pretty easily. Can they go on the road now um, and, and do it? You know, Parkview Christian and Six Man, we got to shout out Six Man like we always that's do. That's right. Uh, number four, they're playing number six, Sterling, this week. You know, that's a chance for them to, to pick up a ranked win. So it's, it's a deal where, yeah, you get into district play and you maybe aren't going to have number one versus number two every week or number one versus number three every week. But it's a deal where these are, these are important games. They're, and it's for teams in the capital city, you know, Southwest needs to rebound. Uh, on Friday night, they play. They host Omaha Bryan up at up at Lincoln Northwest. It feels weird to say Southwest is going to host a game at Northwest, <laughs> but that's what they're doing. That that's a game where, where Southwest needs to bounce back uh, and and win that game and, and kind of right the ship. So there's not you don't look at these matchups and say, man, that game blows me out of the water. But it's still a lot of important games for the for the city teams to either a kind of continue to build on what they've done so far, or a kind of reestablish themselves and, and kind of get things right as you hit into district play now. Yeah, sometimes again. We're mid-season, but also kind of getting into that late stretch where every game's important in the sense of, you know, it might not be a shiny matchup that you say, wow, I, you know, we're going to get up for this game, but you have to get up for every game down the stretch if, if you want to make a run towards the playoffs. And um, it, you know, we've seen, again, that especially in Class A, anything can happen and any given week if you're not out and prepared for who you're playing – you might not come away with the win that you were hoping to come away with. So it'll be interesting to see how, you know, teams kind of still try to either find those pieces or, you know, continue the success that they're having. We get up for every podcast here. That's right. Uh, we never have a losing week. So uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. We'll have more for you next week. Always an adventure in, in Nebraska prep football. So, so stay with us. Thanks.